0: This is a podcast for the sermon for Sunday the 3rd of January uh, for St Mary's Church in Richmond when we are celebrating Epiphany. My name is Scott and may these words be pleasing. Amen. On Thursday at school I wished a colleague a happy new year. He replied and a happy new tear to you. We continue to face difficult times, do we not? The job of the preacher, however, is to find hope and share it. Wish me luck. I wonder if you find sometimes in a sermon uh, that your mind can wander. I do. Most of you will remember Bishop James of Knaresborough, and I made the mistake one Sunday of letting my mind wander. In one of his sermons, I was down to one side of the church at the end of a long week, and I was absorbed by the light shining through the windows. Bishop James posed everyone a question, and he wanted a response. So he looked directly at me and said, Scott, where would you use? Now, I had no idea what he'd been talking about. So I simply guessed uh, the Bible. Excellent answer, said James anyone else? And he continued to take answers from around the church. To this day, I've no idea what he had been talking about. Well, last week, something Martin said in his sermon got me thinking about this week's readings. And I would admit that my mind wandered off to think about uh, the wise men, then wisdom, and the need for wise leaders. And then I thought of our Queen, just rather nicely, as I turned back to Martin, who used these words. He said, I'm sure you'll agree with me that our head of state, Queen Elizabeth, in the way that she speaks and acts, is a humble servant of the Lord. Many, I think, could equally argue that she has reigned wisely so today is epiphany and the wise men represent wisdom which is an important and perhaps the most ancient voice within our bible lady wisdom cries out in the streets in the squares she raises her voice the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom The people of God had lived in Egypt and then to the north in Assyria and Babylon. When not in slavery and captivity, they were living on ancient trade routes between much bigger nations. And like magpies, those in charge of Israel borrowed and adapted very ancient sayings, to describe both god and how to live as people under god and so amongst the very oldest books in our bible are proverbs job uh, the psalms and ecclesiastes the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. With the ancient is wisdom and in length of days understanding. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. How much... Better is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding rather than fine silver. There are many other verses of wisdom and other pearls tucked in the Proverbs increasingly out of sight. How about this? A nagging wife is like a dripping tap. And from Proverbs 13, in big letters across the library wall in my teacher training college. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Hmm. We may offer our own wise words based on experience. uh, From Christmas Day in the Lunn household, don't leave the turkey crown near the edge of the work service. For if you do, Benji the dog will get it. He was more than reluctant to let it go, for it was more valuable than gold, yea, much fine gold. Those who, many years ago, collected all this wisdom, all the proverbs and sayings and teachings, were a small band of those who could read and write and rule. The kings and their court who followed Lady Wisdom would be blessed And the nation would prosper those however who were greedy in wealth and sex those who did not uphold the rights of the poor and needy their choice was destruction for themselves and the nation they were called to lead to govern and look after as then as now there is freedom of choice but not freedom of consequence. So too are uh, magi, wise men from the East. They were magi, as in the word magicians, but not illusionists or tricksters. They were a type of prophet or, or sentinel. At least one of them had an unusual spiritual gift, of recognizing signs sent from God. Theirs is a lonely gift, a burden but a joy. The sentinel learns to expect signs from God, to recognize them, to follow them, to point them out to others, and attempt to interpret what each sign means, whether a symbol of change or something that brings joy or pain. It will always point to something significant. By way of the star, perhaps a conjunction of two planets, the magi find the Christ child, a sign of change, a sign that brings joy, but also pain. All of us can look back hoping to gain wisdom. We will describe the year that's just gone as strange and difficult, I think. Some older folk sneaking out of the house only to be yelled at by the youngsters, telling them to stay at home. Which one of us would have imagined walking to a bank with a mask, asking for money? What about looking ahead? the next few weeks or months, it looks tricky. What wisdom can we share in this new year? Where are the signs of hope? We like things that come in threes. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The three gifts of the Magi, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. How about three advents? We have finished the first, our Advent season in church through December, purple on the altar, our four candles lit in turn in preparation for the lighting of the fifth white candle of Christmas. But then there is a second, longer Advent season in which we still remain. The virus continues to dominate our world, schools, businesses, hospitals, church, Home. How long, O oh Lord? How long? I'll still wait? Through new treatments and of course the vaccines, there are signs of hope signs that this year will be better than last year. Good news. What faces us now is is very difficult but the best is yet to come. What of that time when the virus is beaten? We regain freedom, children properly back in schools, the economy given the chance to recover, hospitals allowed to breathe. And we, we are free to worship here without fear all the days of our lives. We pray for this time. But even then, we shall still be in a third and even longer season of Advent of waiting. The ancient kings of the Bible, who followed Lady Wisdom, discovered that though they seemed to have everything, though they had it all, it was not enough. Imagine kneeling with the Magi as they present their gifts. Here is joy. Here is hope. If we then shared with the wise men and with Mary what we know of the pain that this child must suffer, they would ask, how can it be? How can it be? Imagine holding the tiny hand of the baby, Here is joy, here is hope. These hands will become the wounded hands to reach out and to hold us. These are the hands of God inviting us to follow, to be healed, to be complete. At the end of these days when we are called to serve, at the end of the longest Of the three Advent seasons, we will be made complete in the image of Christ, in the image of the Christ child, the best is yet to come. We pray that through the church, our church, God's wisdom will be made known that we will arise and shine, shine even in the difficult days and weeks. Ahead Shine throughout this year Shine throughout this life This long advent And we pray We follow the sign The sign of the Christ child The sign that the best is yet to come I want to finish by returning to our our own royal family. This time to go back 81 years ago, 1939, at the eve of conflict, when things were dark. King George VI shared a poem by Minnie Louise Haskins, and here is part of it. And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, "'Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown.' "'And he replied, "'Go out into the darkness "'and put your hand in the hand of God. "'That shall be to you better than light "'and safer than a known way.' "'So I went forth, "'and finding the hand of God, "'trod gladly into the night,' And he led me towards the hills and the breaking of day in the Lone East. Amen.